Hello, and welcome to Podcasters on Purpose. This is Debbie Aday, your host, and today we have Emerald Greenforest joining us. Emerald is the founder and lead visionary of Creative Age Consulting Group, an internationally known speaker, transformation artist, Be the Change, Move It to Watch award winner, hostess of the Men on Purpose podcast, and one of America's premier experts. She works with multidimensional visionary leaders who are called to be the vanguard of the creative age. Emerald has been a serial entrepreneur for more than 30 years, a Quilly Award-winning writer whose work and message has been featured in multiple books and magazines. She's also appeared on the major media and on over 500 live and virtual stages. Uh, Today, we're here to talk with her about her Men on Purpose podcast and the podcasting journey. So welcome, Emerald. It's so great to have you. Thank you. It's so great to be here, Debbie. Thank you so much for doing this. I love the Men on Purpose podcast and the the podcasting on purpose. Like we're <laughs> parallel themes here. So it's that's a good sign. Yeah, purpose is important, right? Purpose is very important. <laughs> it's very important. So I'd love to start just kind of looking at what had you decide to launch the Men on Purpose podcast? Great. So for about a decade, I actually worked with women entrepreneurs, and I primarily helped mostly women and a few very wise men from around the world to feel great speaking and powerful asking for money. And then I went through a rite of passage in my own life uh, with my son. And as a result of that, my old business disintegrated, my old self disintegrated, everything disintegrated. And then I was selected by Allie Craig to be on a TV show called Fix My Brand. It was on Apple's Success TV last year, and it was their number one new show last year. And during the Fix My Brand process, the calling came through that it was time for me to now work with men which was kind of surprising. I wasn't expecting it. We were going down the path of talking about leadership, and then it became clear that I was being called to work with men. And we were initially thinking about doing a TV show for me as well. But then when um, when it really became clear that men were the people that I was supposed to be serving, it also became clear that a TV show was probably not going to be the most auspicious way to make the connection with them. But a podcast would really make a connection in ways that the TV show wouldn't have been able to. So that's where the the kind of the germination, the seed of the podcast came from. And then the intent was really to elevate, celebrate, and spotlight men on purpose. And, and this all was coming before we had a whole lot of the, you know, challenges uh, that have been, men have been experiencing over the last year or so in the media the Me Too movement and everything, like all of my desire to serve them and elevate them and celebrate them and spotlight them was really kind of in an effort to help bring more visibility to men who are on purpose. And and it was an incredibly healing journey for me as well. That's beautiful. I love that you're doing that work. And it's really interesting that you got the intuitive nudge or the guidance to do it before, right? All of that started happening. So, I know what I kind of mean when I say on purpose. When you say men on purpose, what are you really wanting to showcase? Well, I want to showcase that they're called, first of all, and whatever field of expertise they're called into or whatever 
offering they're called to be making into the world, it's very clear that they've received some kind of a calling. That they're, It's not like they just threw a dart at the dartboard and said, oh, I'm going to be, you know, a McDonald's franchise owner or something like that. You know, they, <laughs> they definitely have a story. They have a calling. They have a spiritual connection. The second mark of a man on purpose, and I call them the marks of a man on purpose. Number one is they've got, got a calling. Number two is they are courage. You know, they've got courage. Mm -hmm. They're courageously saying yes to stepping forward and advancing the plan and bringing that calling into the world, even sometimes in the face of a lot of heat and a lot of backlash and a lot of negativity. So number one, they've got a calling. Number two, they're courageously saying yes to that calling. And number three, they are committed wholeheartedly. They're really wholeheartedly all in. And as a result of that, you know, generally speaking, the guys that I'm speaking to are also cashing in <laughs> as a result of, you know, following their calling and, and being courageous and, and staying committed. So, yeah, so those are the marks of the men on purpose. And what's interesting, Debbie, is as I've been interviewing these guys, I've discovered so much about men that I did not really recognize myself. I kind of had thought that they were these alien creatures because my, <laughs> my own history with men is my dad was an abusive alcoholic and I've had abusive husbands and, and I had an abusive situation with my son and there was addiction and all of these things. And so I came from this background of really toxic relationships with men. And as a result of doing the podcast, I'm discovering that they're not as alien as I thought they were. <laughs> and, and I'm also finding out that there are plenty of really magnificent men out in the world that I just simply wasn't seeing when all of my focus and attention was on surviving through the kind of abuse dynamics that I was living in. Well, that's profound healing to get through your own show. It's amazing. Yeah. I find that the, my podcast has been one of the greatest teachers for me in that way. Every week you learn something new, but for you, like that's a life transforming lesson. So you had said that you chose the podcast. It seemed like that was more the right medium than a TV kind of setup. What about the podcast made it the right choice? Well, as I started to really sink in and do one of my own processes, I have a process called the perfect prospect process. <laughs> and I created that out of my work with the women entrepreneurs that I was working with for the last decade, but it still applies to working with men and, and really working with anyone. So I, I did my perfect prospect process, say that five times fast. <laughs> and it became very clear that my guys are very committed and focused to their own mission and calling. And if they are going to access outside information, they're likely to be reading magazines or listening to podcasts. Mm. They're very unlikely to be kind of going through and looking for a YouTube or a Reiku or whatever it is, Apple TV, whatever. They're not looking for a TV show but they are listeners. And so they're listening at the gym. They're listening while they're out walking. They're listening while they're running. They're listening while they're in the car, whether they're being driven or they're driving. They're listeners. And being able to really have their headspace for the half hour that my show episodes run, it's valuable real estate. 
and they're going to be very selective about how they're spending their time. So yeah, I became very clear that the right fit client for me and the right fit guest for me and the right fit person that I'm meant to be serving is very likely a listener. That's great. That's a really good distinction too, to know where you're reaching your people, right? That you're, you're wanting to work with. And it sounds like you've actually really given a lot of thought to how to bring the podcast into your business. So can you speak a little bit about how you've mapped those two things together and how the podcast is supporting the work you do? Sure. So the work that I'm doing now is, is really helping high achieving men strip away everything that's in the way of them leading like a legend and making their most meaningful mark in the world world. And so the podcast is serving uh, multiple purposes. Number one, I am able to actually get guests on the show who are the model of the kind of guy that I want to help other men become, right? Mm -hmm. So I've had guests like that, you know, guys who've exited $200 million companies and are now running global retreats for other executives and, and, you know, internationally acclaimed artists and photographers. And, you know, just I have all of these amazing men across the board. I've got a guy who actually became a client who was a guest. So the second thing that can happen is somebody can hear the podcast, raise their hand and say, oh my God, I'd like to be a guest. And then we get on the conversation with one another and it becomes clear that I actually have something to offer to them. And so when we get to the end of the show and we close out, you know, what people are hearing, we have a little conversation and, and I talk to them and I say, you know, it sounds like X, Y, Z is going on and maybe I can help you with that. And would you like to set up a conversation? And so there's this one guy that did that exact thing. He found the podcast on Twitter. He became a guest on the show during the process process of the interview, it became clear he could really use some of my help, so much so that we actually threw out the first interview. Wow. And I helped him to, he's actually a a school, he's been a school administrator for the last 20 some odd years, and he's got a vision to improve the school systems. And so he became a client of mine, and I helped him to develop a whole signature program and a signature talk and figure out where he's going to get heard. And he's already being now booked on other podcasts and he's being booked to, for other speaking gigs to talk about his new system that we developed together. So when we got that finished, then we recorded another show. So yeah. So, and then the third way that my podcast is really useful in putting me in front of my right fit people is, for example, I went to this event called Soccer X in Miami just recently, and I was actually there helping a colleague. I wasn't even there for my own business. I was there helping a colleague, but I had her permission if I wanted to talk to the people there. I had her permission to, to do so, to invite them to my show. So I'm in this place in Miami with all of these guys who literally own teams or stadiums or are running their agents for multiple like soccer players. These are very highly successful men. And I just walk right up to them and say, hi, I'm, I'm Emerald and I'm the hostess and executive producer of the Men on Purpose podcast. And as soon as that comes out of my mouth, I've got immediate credibility with people that I would not be able to stand toe to toe with by just saying, hey, I've written a book or here's my business card. Would you like to talk to me? I can go right up to anybody 
I mean, billionaires and say, hey, you might be a great fit for my show. And now I'm, I'm having a conversation with somebody that is, um, you know, in a place where they can be of benefit to my audience for sure and can potentially either become a client or refer me to other people to have them become clients or even for me to consult to their organization. So it's just really powerful. The podcast rocks and it's very, very purposeful. My podcast is exceptionally purposeful. It's fantastic. And it is so true. It's just, it's such a... um a great access point, an entry point in any conversation with, with anyone. Like I'd, I know for me, I've asked other people to be on my show. I normally would probably not approach mm-hmm. just being, uh, like you said, an author. It's, that's great. So um, for your clients that you have on the show, uh, it sounds like you're also helping them build their businesses. What do you recommend to them around uh, utilizing podcasts? Are you recommending that they start their own? Are you recommending that they go and get interviewed on them? And how, how do you recommend they take advantage of it? Yeah, well, so it depends on where my guys are, the ones who become clients, you know, if they're already speaking, you know, then I open up the door to help them make connections with other podcasters for sure. I built my other business, the business where I was mostly serving women and a few very wise men. Now I'm serving (laughs) men and a few very wise women because as soon as I started serving men, women started knocking on my back door. So it's like, okay, (laughs) I'm just going to be of service to spirit, uh, whoever spirit sends me. But to answer the question, what I did with my business originally was I built my old business, which was a $2 million business by the time it collapsed from home, speaking virtually, literally serving people all over the world. So I feel virtual speaking is a huge, 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 huge place where you can leverage your time, you can be immensely efficient, and you can make connections with people that have the audience that you want to serve. And so I love that's webinars and video and stuff like that. So virtual speaking is webinars, video, radio shows, telesummits, and of course, podcasts. Perfect. So any time where you're showing up and you could actually be wearing nothing below the waist <laughs> <laughs> and, and be speaking and sharing your message with people literally all over the world, huge leverage, hugely energy efficient. So yes, I definitely recommend my men to start reaching out to the podcast community and I often make introductions, very often make introductions. And I also send them out live speaking if it's appropriately, you know, so for my guy, Aaron, who's uh, Dr. Smith, who is the education guy, it's good for him to get credibility by being out speaking on podcasts and virtual speaking. However, his likeliest audience is at an association meeting of school superintendents. Mm. So you know, we're focusing in his business on where is his likely audience and using the virtual speaking and and the podcasting in particular as a credibility builder and a, you know, an authority builder so that when he does go to put himself out in front of live audiences, he can say, I've been on, you know, 27 podcasts and my episode was the number one downloaded or whatever. You know, he can use that as a credibility piece. Beautiful. And do you recommend that they offer anything in particular when they're on the shows? Or I mean, this may be different for each person, but I'm curious if how you ask 
recommend that they leverage it too. Yeah, it is different for each person. And so, you know, some of my guys, the focus is on obtaining new clients. Some of the guys, it's on obtaining more speaking gigs, right? Um, More podcast invitations. Some of the guys, it's, you know, maybe just it's for them to just build credibility for now. So what I invite them to offer always is an opportunity for people to connect with them. So, you know, I actually had a guest on the show recently. His only connection was LinkedIn. And I actually have to circle back around to him and say, okay, we need to do something a little bit different than just sending people to your LinkedIn profile because we really do need to give our listeners some kind of tangible connection that will allow them to get to know the guest even more, right? And so some of my my guests, they will give people a free ebook or they'll give people a opt-in to a, you know, some kind of a diagram that shows people how to do the thing that they do or whatever. So yeah, you definitely want to help your listeners stay with you rather than just go out there and speak and have it all kind of float away into the air like dandelion fluff. I think that's fantastic. So where do you feel like podcasting should fit in the journey of uh, a man, you know, one of your male entrepreneurs? Where do you see that picking up? Well, for some of them, they obviously should have their own podcast. I mean, because that takes that to, they takes them to the next level of credibility. But for some like Aaron, I'll continue to go back to Aaron, his best use of podcasting is to be guest, you know, be a guest as often as possible because his real client, you know, the, the question is where are the clients? Where are the people that you are most meant to serve and how do we best make the connection as efficiently and with the greatest degree of leverage as possible? So for some of my men, absolutely having their own podcast would make sense. For some of them, it's the entry ground to you know, ultimately maybe having their own podcast. For some of them, it's purely for credibility. That's fantastic. So for you, what have you noticed in terms of like, I know we don't get a lot of feedback as podcasters, unless we're, you know, we're talking to someone that has listened to our show or that we're seeing something on Facebook or review. Um, What have been some of the moments for you that have been kind of magical around getting feedback around your show? Yeah, great. Well, first I'll say when somebody sees my show on Twitter then they apply to be a guest, then they become a guest, then they become a five-figure client. That's magic. We like that magic. And yes, please, more please to that. But I also I also had a guy who found me somewhere, I don't even know where, and he sent me a review and he said, I've binged listened to every episode. And by then I was only like 20 episodes in, right? It was really at the beginning. And so that was so encouraging for me to keep moving forward that he binge listened to 20 episodes and he's the guy that had already has exited from $200 million companies and now runs this retreat thing and he ended up becoming a guest as well. So I think the best feedback for me is when somebody becomes more intimately connected with me, whether it's they become a guest or they become a guest and then they become a client, or they become a client and then become a guest, when they are able to become more intimately connected with me. And of course, knowing that somebody's, you know, that somebody who is serious, like to me, that was a, that's a serious guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's run $200 million companies. He's a serious guy. He's binge listening to my podcast. 
that means I'm doing something right. That means I'm reaching the people that I want to serve. I am also bringing forth models of thinking and models of purposefulness, regardless of what industry they're in, that are serving literally across the board. So, so that's really exciting for me because, you know, if, if I just had, you know, somebody say, well, I've listened to one episode and I really liked that one, but the other ones didn't really resonate for me, that would be a different kind of feedback. But for him to say, I've binge listened to every single episode and I recently talked to him again because he has been a guest and we've gone deeper with each other. We've talked a little bit about joint venturing and, and stuff like that. He said, I'm still binge listening. So I'm like, great, great. It's working. It's working. <laughs> That's a really good sign when someone who's exited for that amount of money is still, yeah, is taking that time. That's a yeah. really good sign. Exactly. So would you say that is there's a particular destination that people listen to more on like iTunes versus Spotify versus where do you find that a lot of your men are listening in from? Yeah, I would have to literally look at my statistics to tell you the answer yeah. to that question. You know, I just made sure that the podcast is on every possible platform yeah. <laughs> it can be on. So I'm on iHeartRadio, I'm on Spotify, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Google Play, I'm on Stitcher, I'm on TuneCore, I'm on Over, you know, I'm on all of them. So I haven't really looked into that because I don't really, it doesn't really matter to me, but I gotcha. do have. 50 five-star reviews on iTunes. So I'm guessing most of the, the people are listening on iTunes, but they can they be must listening be. elsewhere. Yeah. They can you know, that's great. I'm just curious where if men listen to different platforms than other, you know, mine, mine is about 50-50, men and women a little bit more on the women's side. So I'm, I'm always curious because I don't know which platforms are. I'll have to look into that and get back to you. Debbie. Yeah, I'd be curious. <laughs> So that's fantastic. And so for growing your show, so you're in Lipson then I assume, right? I am. Yes, Heart? I'm on Lipson. Yeah, yeah. I love Lipson. So for growing your show, would you say, um, do you use other channels for letting people know about your show? How have you helped your show to grow over time? Yeah, good, good question. So one of the things I do ask my men guests to do is to share the episode, whatever they have for a community. So if they've got a social media platform, share it on your social media platform. If they've got their own private list, share it on your list. Ideally, if they have both of those things, share everywhere that you possibly can. I also have set myself up so that I am sharing on LinkedIn, I'm sharing on Instagram, I'm sharing on Twitter, and I'm sharing on Facebook, and I have a private group for the Men on Purpose podcast on Facebook, in addition to sharing on my profile page. Plus, there are a variety of podcast groups on Facebook that allow me to share, like Podcast Delight, which is being run by Dov Barron. Dov, we love Dov. Yeah, we love He's going to have to be on here too. I'll have to give him a call. Yeah, <laughs> So there's lots and lots of places. I just added my show to Pod Chaser, and I also just added my show to Chartable, mm -hmm. which you know tells me what is going on with the statistics as well. So, you know, the work is really putting it in as many places as you possibly can and asking people to share it. And I also supply my men with five graphic pieces from their show. So they get the show badge, they get uh, two Twitter badges, Twitter banner things that they can use. They get an Instagram post, which is basically a, you know, it's basically very, just a quote. It's no pictures, no faces, just a quote, their name, and Men on Purpose podcast. It's black and white, very simple. And then they also get their golden nugget. So we pull 
one sentence or phrase that we call the golden nugget out. And we have a golden nugget piece of graphic that we give them as well. So they get five pieces of graphic that they can use. And of course, I have an admin who's helping me with this. I ask her to make sure that we're connected to the guys. So when we promote it, we are showing up in their stream. And when they're promoting, they're connected to us and they're showing up in our stream. So yeah, I mean, we're all doing the best we can to get as many people to get their ears onto the content. And, you know, that's, that's what we do. Those are the things we do. That's fantastic. What are some of the ways that you found that you've personally grown? I obviously, you view men very differently now. <laughs> but what are some of the ways that having your podcast has really impacted, you know, your journey and your purpose? Number one, it has simplified the heck out of my life. <laughs> Because I am just focused on leveraging my podcast for my marketing. Mm -hmm. I am not running around doing a million different things that, you know, may or may not work. I am very, very focused. So it's giving me focus and it's allowing me to channel my energy like all the social media is going towards the men on purpose podcast you know everything like all of it's being channeled in the direction of the podcast so number one it's made my life exponentially simpler number two i love interviewing i love it mm -hmm. so it's easy for me it's fun for me i'm very good at pulling out of people the best of them so it's allowing me to have greater ease in my own business and do the things that are fun and good and easy and pack producing that I really enjoy. So, so that's been helpful. Of course, it's been healing because I'm, you know, talking to all these amazing men and, and I'm asking them to go deep and they're willing to. And then the final thing that I will say is my podcast is definitely, I'm a confident person. If I am guided, I will go up to anyone, anywhere, anytime and ask them anything. However, <laughs> having, however, having my podcast in my back pocket makes opening the door just exponentially easier. So I'm not going to say it has given me more confidence, but it has opened the door for my confidence to be able to walk through with ease rather than kind of like barreling in saying, I'm going for that one. <laughs> you know, I'm going for that conversation right there. You know, rather than it being a challenging thing, now it's like, hey, we're just on equal ground and I'm interested in you and you might be interested in me and let's have a conversation and see if we can help one another. And it just feels like everything has been put on an equal footing with the podcast. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, all of that is so true for podcasting is such a gift, right? It's such a gift. Yeah. And the final thing I'll say is we, we have impact. Girl, we got yes. impact. I just looked the other day and I'm under a year. I haven't been podcasting a year yet. 7,444 downloads awesome. in 59, 59 countries. So the podcast gives me an opportunity every single week when I do an interview to celebrate. And that has been huge because yeah. my old modus operandi was, okay, let, there's the goal. Let's get it. We got it. Okay. What's next? Yeah. And for me to step back and celebrate each accomplishment 
the podcast has given me the gift of having a vehicle that allows me to every single week I can celebrate. We've got more downloads. We've got another country. We've got a great new guy coming on every single week. So it's really strengthened my celebration muscle too. Oh, I love that. And I love that you celebrate. And think about that. What would it take to get yourself speaking into 59 different countries? Like not using a podcast? <laughs> Do you like to fly? No, is it? Yeah. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. That's fantastic. So what would, is there like a tip or something that you learned along your journey that made a difference for you in terms of just either producing your podcast or interviewing or finding guests? Or is there like any tip that you found was one of those little leverage points for you as a podcaster? Well, this is a funny one. I spent 17 hours doing the graphic design on my badge. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I just kept trying and trying and trying and trying this thing and trying that thing and trying some other thing. And I just kept putting it together and putting it together. And thankfully, I was part of a group and you and I are both part of the the group of people who've been through the New Media Summit where we, you know, we're either icons of influence or we launched our podcast or we found guests or we became guests or whatever. So the New Media Summit is a, a great community of other podcasters. So I'm doing my podcast badge and I'm like, what do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? And finally, one of the guys who was one of the original icons at that event, icons of influence at that event, he reached out and he said, the word men needs to really stand out. Like Mm -hmm. it needs to be huge because if you're looking on this teeny tiny phone, you're not seeing 90% of what you're trying to put into this show badge. So keep it very simple and emphasize the thing that you really want to stand out. So my Men on Purpose podcast badge became very like big men. The word men is huge, right? (laughs) In that badge. And uh, yeah, so that's a little tip. Keep your badge simple, clear, and if you can find one word to say, this is what we're talking about, even better. That's great. Yeah. And I'll just add to that. Make sure it looks good small because it's going to be small. <laughs> just look in your iTunes and see how big those are. It's going to be, be as big as your pinky fingernail, yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> be able to read it there. Exactly. That's great. So if you could leave the new podcaster or someone who's wanting to do podcasting, and maybe more of a you know seasoned person who's out there podcasting uh, with advice. What would be your advice to each one of them? So set yourself up with a structure that allows you to be the talent. Mm. This was a huge piece for me. And I'm going to credit Steve Olsher from New Media Summit. He said those awesome. words to me, the first summit. He looked at me and he said, be the talent. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to say the same thing, be the talent. And what that means is, yes, you know, I spent 17 hours figuring out my show badge and I actually set up my entire system. And it's this huge spreadsheet from A to like ZZ or something of all (laughs) the things that happen. So I set up the system, but then I found somebody and I hired that person to be my production assistant. And when we sat down together in June, I said, here's the spreadsheet. See from A to ZZ. See this column right here, M in the middle. M is me basically doing the interview and uploading it to the Dropbox. Yes. I said, that by the time we're done training you, the only thing I'm doing is M and you're doing all this other <laughs> stuff. 
because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be the talent. Yes. And I'm paying for support. So I have a production assistant who takes care of all the admin on my giant spreadsheet. And then I have an editor who takes care. Can I do audio editing? Yes. I taught myself how to do audio editing. Is it highest and best use of my time? Not at all. Mm -hmm. I have amazing editor. He takes care of getting the whole thing edited and putting in the commercials and uploading it to Libsyn so that it's distributed and writing the show notes and doing the art and the whole nine yards. So I have two people and every penny that I pay them is absolutely worth it for me to be the talent because my job is to be interviewing guests and also having sales conversations with potential clients. That's my job. (laughs) And then serving them, right? And then being of service. That's fantastic. So I love it if we can maybe even highlight a little bit too for the podcaster that maybe wants to do a sales conversation, but doesn't quite know how to have that next step. Mm -hmm. Um, It sounds like you have a lot of success around that. Would you be willing to give them some tips and advice on how that conversation might go and what that would look like? Sure. You know, you've either just interviewed a guest or you're preparing to interview a guest. So the first thing you want to do is discern, is this, you know, when you're inviting people to be guests, I actually have a screening process. Not everybody gets to be a guest, right? So some of those people in the screening process may actually turn out to be good clients who could have ultimately become guests. Uh, Some of them are just not a fit at all. So you can use the screening process, the pre-screening process as an entry point to having a sales conversation possibly. Or post-interview, you can start asking questions. Like, I mean, that's the beauty of doing a podcast interview. You're asking questions. Mm -hmm. You're asking questions, asking questions, asking questions, asking questions. Now the interview's over. The recording is shut off. Ask a few more questions. And the best sales conversations are questions. Mm -hmm. The best sales conversations are ask the question that would help you to know as the podcast host, whether or not you can actually help this person. So let's say you're a podcast host and your podcast is all about technology, right? We'll just use this as an example. And you are the world's most accomplished SEO on Google technologist. And you have a podcast all about technology and SEO. And you invite people to be guests on your show and you help them to show the the world how great their SEO was. So, you know, now you're at the end of the show. Now you say to the person, you know, how's it going with your SEO right now? You, you know, are you looking to make it even better? SEO stands for search engine optimization for those of you who don't know. So, you know, you could ask a simple question like that. Where are you at right now with your whatever it is you do as the host, right? Where are you at right now with your leadership? So in my case, I might ask that question. Where, you know, what, what is your biggest challenge right now in being, staying on purpose, right? That's another question I might ask. How are you doing getting yourself out there and expanding your reach with your message is a third question I might ask, you know, or maybe just keep it really simple. Like, what's the biggest thing that's challenging you right now? And sometimes the biggest thing that's challenging somebody right now has nothing to do with what I can offer. But I know somebody. And so now I can further our relationship by offering a referral of some sort. And I've already referred at least 
at least a dozen people to my editor. I've already referred at least seven or eight people to my production assistant. So I'm creating wins no matter what. So in the sales conversation, what you want to focus on is finding out by asking questions what the person is challenged by right now. What are they faced with right now that they need some help with? And sometimes it's something you can help them with by having them come to work with you, which means, so for me, what I do at the end of an interview, because we've only blocked a certain amount of time, if it becomes clear that I ought to have a conversation with them that goes deeper, I just say, okay, let's set up a time right now, right? Let's set up a time right now to put you on the book so that we can have a conversation to go deeper. I also send a follow-up email that gives them a link to my scheduling link for my private calendar. You know, you want to make it easy for people to say, I, I'm interested in finding out more about what you do and maybe hiring you. You want to make it as easy as pie. Or you might need to make a referral. And then you just do it, right? As soon as I get off, I'm making the referral. And, and now I've fulfilled my promise to that person. And we're now we have a deeper link in relationship with each other. So, yeah. That's fantastic. And do you find that there are similar referrals? So you just make like a canned response or something that you have ready to go? You can edit for them or... Do you just yeah, I mean, I like to, I, I'm a personal touch kind of girl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually am, you know, part of my business. I'm a, I have a boutique business. Yes. I do have a lot of automation in the production process, but I'm a boutique style business. People who come to work with me are highly invested people. You know, my private work for a year to work with me is $120,000. So Personal touch is important. Yes, for sure. And I believe when I make that personal touch, I'm sending energy in that moment to further the relationship. And that's nothing against people who have a bigger system in place where they're more automated and they're you know serving one to many with less of a personal touch. Uh, you know, templated emails work great, right? <laughs> My whole production system is templated e- emails, right? Right. But when I say I'm going to do something, I am going to do it. Gotcha. And and I like to be in integrity with that. Perfect. I love it. And then for your uh, pre-screen, is that just like a, is that kind of a fill it in form that you go through and you look, okay. Yeah, exactly. I have actually two, I have a two-step process. They have one form that, and so in fact, if there's anyone listening who thinks that they might want to be a guest on my show. Hint, hint, you need to be a man. (laughs) Yes, you definitely need to be a man um, because it is about men. It's elevating, celebrating, and spotlighting men on purpose. So if you'd like to be a guest on my show, you can go to menonpurposepodcast.com and just click the apply button. And that will take you to the first pre-screening form. You fill out that form. You follow our requirements, our production requirements. And then it goes to my team. They review the forms and we have a system that says, this is a yes, this is a maybe, and this is a no. The maybes get our wait list letter. You know, maybe could be a good fit, but not right now. You know, we're going to put you on our wait list. The no's get it right away. You know, no, it's not a fit. And then the yeses go to the next step of our production process, which is a second form that actually extracts a lot more information so that we can build out the show notes, we can build out the artwork, we can have the bio for me to introduce people and so forth. Yeah, in the second form. 
That's fantastic. Okay. And if someone wants to listen to your show, would they also go to Men on Purpose? Exactly. If you go to Men on Purpose Podcast, not just Men on Purpose, it's menonpurposepodcast.com. Make sure there's two P's in there. Yeah. <laughs> menonpurposepodcast.com. Right on that same page. So there's a, a show badge with the giant word men on it <laughs> that they can just click on the show badge and that will take them to the most recent episode. And then all the episodes are, are also there if you, you know, click above where it says episodes. And then right underneath the show badge is the apply button. Fantastic. Depends on what browser you're looking at, but everything is on that main page. And if someone was just listening in and decided they wanted to work with you, is that the same place they would go or would they go somewhere else? Yeah. So if they want to work with me, we actually have a little commercial inserted in the middle of every show. I have a 27 roughly minute show. So about 14 minutes in, I pause. And when I'm recording, I basically just pause for a three, two, one so that my editor can cut the commercial in there. And so for anybody who wants to work with me, they go to timetomakeyourmark.com. And what I'll say about that is that's an application that collects information to see if it's a fit for us to even have a conversation. You do not have to be a man to work with me. I am also serving women. They're knocking on the back door as I'm serving men on the (laughs) the front door. So um, if you're a woman and it feels like it's time to make your mark, feel free to fill out the application. We'll have a conversation and see if it's a fit for us to work together. Often the women that I've worked with uh, over the years have been what I would put in quotes. uh, I'm going to put this in quotes. They're more masculinized women. Mm -hmm. So I serve whoever needs to be served. And so, yeah, definitely feel free to fill out that magic form at timetomakeyourmark.com. And that will put you into my private phone call queue for a consultation. Fantastic. And I've also uh, interviewed Emerald on my Spiritual Entrepreneur podcast. If you want to go find that episode, if you want more of her, or you can check her out on obviously her podcast too. So we'd love to have you listen and learn from this magnificent woman. So thank you so much for being on. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I always get neat insights. I love what you're saying about how you feel like you're sending someone energy too. So we're sending you good energy right now as you listen in. (laughs) Yes, we are. Thank you so much for having me, Debbie. And for those of you who are thinking about having your own podcast, I vote yes. I'm Um, with her. Majority rules. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) you wouldn't be thinking about it if it wasn't something that could serve you and the world. So jump in, say yes, and have fun. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show, Emerald. Thank you for joining us today. If you're new or returning to the show and have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to receive the latest episodes as they're released. And if you love what you heard today, we'd love a great review too. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on Podcasters on Purpose. Hey there, have you ever thought about creating your own podcast? If so, I'd love to support you with giving you a free guide on how you can create your studio and setup for your podcast. If you'd be interested in learning more about the microphone that I use, the headset that I use, the software that I use (laughs) to do these shows, I'd love to share that with you. You can go on over to podcastingonpurpose.com.